0: Welcome to today's edition of the Leader to Leader podcast. I'm your host, Susan Spears, President and CEO of the Fredericksburg Regional Chamber of Commerce. Oh, I'm so happy today. Our guest is Joel Griffin. Joel, a good friend, uh, somebody I've known in our community for a long time. Thank you for being with us, Joel.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, I've got a formal uh, bio here in front of me. I'm going to share a little bit from this bio with our listeners, if you'll hang tight for just a minute here, Joel. Sure. Uh, he is an entrepreneur and a philanthropist. Um, he is the founder and CEO of Riffian, which is a private equity firm. Uh, and then prior to launching Riffian, uh, he spent more than 25 years in private industry consulting and 20 years in government contracting. Uh, just just very successful business businessman. Um, and he also started a, non- a nonprofit. He is currently the chairman and co-founder of Gwynnes Gift Foundation. Uh, that nonprofit is super special to Joel. It's dedicated to raising awareness and education um, for CPR and using AEDs. And really, um, it's got a, um, a-, a amazing story behind it. So it may come into part of our discussion here today. Joel's a member of our chamber's board of directors, and he's super active in the Fredericksburg Virginia um, community as a whole as well as the Virginia the broader state as a whole you can see him doing things his his fingertips are on all kinds of business and economic and social initiatives all around our community so Joel we're so thrilled to have you here again today with us.
1: Susan thanks for having me I'm um, it's a privilege to be here and and um, you know, share any thoughts that I might have with you, but uh, it's just a, a real privilege. Thank you. Oh,
0: great. Well, let's start by diving in. I, I just uh, mentioned a few things about your career, but tell us, tell us about your, you know, I didn't even mention that you started as a U.S. Marine and all of that stuff, and that, that's quite storied there. Tell us about your leadership journey.
1: Uh, yeah, so uh, coming right out of high school, uh, like many people, um, you know, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, and so I joined the Marines as a, sort of a family tradition. And after the Marine Corps, um, I had done some really interesting work. I'd uh, been able to um, get a security clearance, and so government contracting was a, a, a very attractive option once I once I got out. Uh, so utilizing the, the skills that I learned in the Marines, I had a uh, about a 20-year career as a government contractor. Um, and I'm slower than most, so it took me a while to figure out how all that stuff worked. But uh, once, I, once I felt comfortable and confident of um, all the various parts and pieces of running a business, growing a business, uh, leading a business, uh, I went out on my own um, with uh, another guy, and, and we started a small government contracting business, and we're fortunate enough to grow that to about 200 people, um, about $40 million in revenue. Uh, and uh, we were able to sell that in 2018, and um, since then um, I have started to pursue other interests and, and things that I wanted to do. So through Riffian, I've been able to um, remain involved, um, primarily in investing in companies uh, in the government contracting arena that are supporting you know products or solutions or services that really support the national security focus and. Uh, we're always looking for companies that are trying to solve problems. And uh, so those are the companies that that we've actively engaged in. Uh, And as part of that, I've also done some work with um, the hospitality industry, Um, recently having started uh, a couple of restaurants in in the area. Um, Many of you are probably aware of Rebellion in in Fredericksburg and um, and we have some other new ventures that I'm excited to share uh, coming up in 2022. So um, all in, Um, just pursuing passions and trying to, you know, share my experiences and and my understanding of how things work with the next generation of entrepreneurs.
0: It's quite a story uh, right there, Uh, listening to all those times where, you know, a lot of people would have been satisfied with the first role, you know, where you were. And there's really nothing wrong with that. But it sounds like you've got some kind of a entrepreneurial spirit about you that has made you just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. What does that feel like?
1: Um, you know, for me, it's uh, it, it's about setting goals and working towards achieving those goals, but never really being satisfied. And so once you achieve a, a goal, uh, for me, it, it really is that satisfaction and that, you know, um, comfort of, you know, I, I, I was able to do something that I really wanted to do, but not resting on my laurels and, and really sort of saying, okay, if I was able to do that, then I should be able to do this. And resetting goals and recalibrating and saying, you know, what's next? What's what's the next thing that I can be working on? And, you know, for me, it's not just the work. I I actually enjoy what I do. I enjoy working with people. I enjoy solving problems. I enjoy um, being faced with challenges and so um, I don't have a lot of hobbies and <laughs> if you know me very well people will say you know you work all the time but I, you know I, I generally enjoy um, taking on new challenges and solving problems and, and seeing if um, you know I have the ability to you know get things done and so far I've been fortunate and successful and been able to, to do a lot of good things but it's also about building the right team and, and surrounding yourself with people smarter than you and and, you know, pointing everyone in the right direction. So I think that's what my role is, is um, building that team and, and fostering that, those level of standards of, you know, these are, these are our goals and this is where we're going to go and this is how we're going to get there, and, and then executing. Um, so it's, it's a big part of what I want to do, but it's also a big part of building the right team to be able to get that done.
0: Yeah, and I would, I would guess you've worked with a lot of teams through the years. And like all of us, um, as we are on these leadership journeys, um, we grow and we change. How would you say your leadership style was perhaps early in the journey and how has it changed?
1: Um, I think early, you know, I I think at any level, whether you're officially in a title or a role that you're qualified as a leader or sort of, you know, put in a a leadership role, I, I I do think that leadership is about um you know putting others first and so some of the most successful leaders that i know of are also the best followers and so you know learning and understanding and and you know um, even from people you don't like to work with you can still learn from those people and so those experiences early on um helped me to understand that um these are things that I like, these are aspirations that that, um, that I have, but these are also qualities in other people that I look to. And, and so I'm, I'm constantly learning and I constantly try to um, be the best team member that I can be. And so as I evolved as a leader and started to move into more management roles, um, those are always expectations that I said to my team members, that if you're going to work with me, you're going to work as hard as me, but know that I'm going to give as much as you give. And Um, I always tell people, and even today, um, you know, I've had some level of success, but I also take out the trash, and there's nothing beneath me in the organization that I won't do, but that's an expectation that I set for my entire team, and so that's created, um, you know, an understanding of expectations, that's created loyalty, um, because loyalty goes both ways. It's not just your staff to you, it's also you to your staff.
0: Right, right yeah um, in, really interesting. you as you talk about people that have impacted perhaps your journey, has there been any any significant mentor or certain leaders you've worked with that really helped shape who you are?
1: Sure, there there's, there's probably too many to, to name, mm-hmm. um, both in person, uh, along my professional career. I've worked uh, with uh, some amazing people. Um, I, I you know locally, um, Dave quarterman was um, mm-hmm. someone who I met uh, through leadership Fredericksburg and, and was a real mentor to me in a lot of ways and, and challenged me to look at things at a different perspective and to read books that candidly were not of interest to me, but he you know he pushed me in, 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 in that way. Um, but it's also uh, I read a lot. And I'm constantly learning. And so I'm, I'm one of those people that can't read a book cover to cover. I read a book. I see a passage that interests me. I go find another book about that topic. And then I read that book. So, um, you know, my wife will tell you that I probably have 10 or 12 books all going all at the same time. Maybe that's because I have some ADD going <laughs> I'm not, on. <laughs> I'm over here not making
0: eye contact. <laughs> yeah,
1: because I just, there's so many things that intrigue me, that excite me. Yeah. And, and so... Um, you know, there's not one person per se, but I, I will tell you that um, the Marines is probably the biggest influencer on my, on my leadership path because um, in the Marines, if the, the more senior you are, the further back in the line you are uh, to eat. And uh, that, that model is that the team is more important than the leader, the, mm. that the accomplishment of the mission is more important than the people. And you know um, when Marines say they eat you know marines leaders eat last that's that's a fact and because we are there to make sure that our teams have what they need to be successful, and it's not about us so that that's service before self you know that's a little philosophical that's a little spiritual that's 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 a little bit of um, just a, a life mantra, but I, I'm a firm believer in service before self and that giving to others and giving back to your community comes back to you in ways that you can never really account for.
0: Yeah, and service above self is a rotary motto. Um, I don't you're not You're not you are not a Rotarian, are you? I, I am I'm a not. Rotarian. And I was like, wait, I don't think I've seen him there except to, as a speaker. I've been there yeah. a couple of times yeah. as a speaker, <laughs> yeah. But. So if any Rotarian was listening and I didn't mention that, I would be fined for not mentioning it. So you need to know that. (laughs) But as you talk about the community, I think that's a good way to uh, maybe just at least bring up um, the Gwyneth's Gift Foundation and the real difference that that's making and anything that you want to share about um, how all of that's going and how it started. Sure.
1: Um, So Gwyneth's Gift Foundation is a a Fredericksburg-based 501c3 nonprofit. Um, It was started in honor of my oldest daughter, Gwyneth. Uh, she passed away, um, and the short version of the story is that um, if she had received CPR uh, and the use of an AED in a you know an earlier period of time, uh, there's a pr- good probability that she would still be with us today. And so my wife and I live with that knowledge. And uh, so after passing uh, Gwyneth's gift law in. Uh, the commonwealth of virginia which requires all teachers to be trained in cpr um, high school students before they graduate to be trained in cpr and in aed in every school not just in the high schools after we did that we started saying that this needs to be a part of our community it needs to be our part of our our fabric of our of our community and so we started the nonprofit, and that reaches out to Um, any organization that's interested in getting free CPR training um, we have a team that will come to you and and provide that training Uh, we also instruct on how to use the defibrillators Uh, we have a program where individuals and entities can apply for a defibrillator and get those into uh, their businesses their schools their churches their civic organizations and so uh, so far we've trained over 10,000 people and how to perform hands-only CPR and we've deployed uh, over 75 AEDs uh, into uh, the Commonwealth of Virginia. And so for us, it is about um, trying to make sure that we are creating a culture of action uh, where as neighbors, as friends, as strangers on the street, we are responsible for one another. And if you want your community to be better then you need to step in as a community member. It's not someone else's responsibility. It's each of our individual responsibility to make our communities better. And that's really about um, what Gwyneth's gift is, is trying to do.
0: Well, it's not trying. It is. You Thank know? you. And, and looking back on it, knowing you through that, that full period of time, um, it's, it's really awe-inspiring. Um, you make it sound so easy. Yeah, we got this law passed. You know, um, I'm sure our listeners know that that's no easy feat um, to make happen and to not be satisfied with that, to keep pushing it so that it it goes beyond even Virginia and as, as far as you can reach, because again, it's, it's for the whole community, the whole, the whole United States, the whole world one day, you know, to have that opportunity um, to, to just not leave it at, you know, we had this, this personal tragedy. And I think, I think we could leave it there, but you said, I don't want somebody else to experience that. And, went into the next phase and the next phase and the next phase to where you're you're making such a tremendous difference it's it's just incredibly powerful and um i'm really glad you you took it to the community and didn't just stop with saying okay we got the law passed let me move on go back to my you know just my office or something and said i want to make this a bigger cause so many more people are aware of this today because of you guys
1: well thank you for that we are um we're working hard every single day to make sure that the message gets out and you know the the culture of action is is introduced into the community through you know our awareness program uh the the training that we offer again uh it's 100 percent free uh we come to you and so you know over the past five years we've been in existence we've we've had more and more entities coming to us and saying hey um we've got a bunch of elderly people at our at our church or hey we're uh, we do events every weekend, and and we need to make sure that our staff are trained. And and you know we've we've even extended it into um, training athletes. And so we we have you know programs where we work with Stafford Soccer, and we train all um, of their coaches. And and this year we started tra- uh training the, the the players themselves. And um you know we work with the YMCA to train uh to train their staff. Um you know, cardiac arrest. Um, our conditions they they are universal they Mm -hmm. don't discriminate between age or race or gender or sexual orientation it it is a physical condition that um, it hits everyone in our community equally Um, and we want to make sure that uh, we can service all those communities and and you know there are pockets of our communities that um, particularly those in socioeconomically challenged areas that um, face higher circumstances of cardiac arrest because of their diet and because of the the food choices that they have or the the language barrier. So we've tried to be in situations where we can go into those communities and provide those free services. We implemented um, a Spanish training course. uh, So the language barriers removed. And so we're trying to do things that really impact uh, again, focusing on our community and and making an impact in that area.
0: Good, good, good stuff. Do you ever pause and reflect?
1: Candidly, no, um, because I want to make sure that I'm always moving forward. Um, There are moments every single day where I think about Gwyneth and I think about – why am i here but i also think that gwyneth was the kind of young lady that wanted to make a difference and so i want to be the kind of father that would make her proud and so our whole family is involved in this in this initiative Um, many of you have heard jennifer speak and she's a a much more eloquent speaker than i am that's your uh, wife jennifer Jennifer, yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. sorry Mm -hmm. um and so she's she's a very impactful speaker Um, You know, but she's, um, you know, working hard behind the scenes and and our daughter uh, is in college. And so we've sort of, you know, continued to move forward with our lives. But, you know, Gwyneth is with us every single day and um, and we hope that her spirit of being just a beautiful person uh, lives on through the foundation.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Um, I've heard you talk about and you just touched on it briefly, your why, like finding your why and you've sure been talking a lot about your why here. Uh, can you expand on that a little bit, like why that why is so important and keeps you going?
1: Yeah, I think as a leader, as an individual, um, you know, people get lost with all of the distractions of you know, family and work and social media and the news. And, um, and it's so easy to get lost in, in the noise. And I think if people are able to sort of create an anchor for themselves that they can continuously come back to, um, I call that you know creating your why. You know, what is it that I want? Why do I want that? And then what are the steps that I need to do to achieve that goal? And and, and using that as a as an anchor point um, keeps you grounded, and it makes you sort of constantly reflect back on, is this the kind of you know, are these are the people that I need to be hanging out with to help me achieve my goals? Is this the work that I should be doing to help me achieve my goals? Is this what I should be spending my free time with to help me achieve my goal? And it's not, you know, I, I say why, and I've, I've talked to a lot of leaders and, and, you know, people immediately go to, oh, it's running a successful business or making a certain amount of money or, um, but it is not that at all. It can be as simple as I want to read every shakespearean story out there that's my why i'm a shakespearean fanatic and i Mm -hmm. want to do that and so if that's your why that's what motivates you to get out of bed every morning then what are you doing to you know to achieve that goal it doesn't need to be you know climbing mount everest as your why it can really be simple little things that keep you grounded to help you understand i'm working towards an end goal and i'm taking little steps every single day to achieve that you know in the financial terms we talk about compounding effect um, and it's not about I need to make a million dollars it's about I need to put a penny away every single day mm. and, mm-hmm. and and, and tra- trying to take tackle challenges and achieve your why in, in ways that are sustainable achievable and you can sort of me- measure your progress
0: a lot of concrete stuff there <laughs> so if if someone was starting out on their leadership journey today, is there a, a certain like, specific advice you might give them, maybe even something you wish someone had said to you when you started out?
1: Um, I, I think if you're starting out on your leadership journey, I think you have to really be able to look yourself in the mirror and say that I am willing to do anything that I ask my team to do. Um, and if you're not, then you're not a good leader. It's really that simple. Um, you know, people think that being in charge makes you a leader, and that is that is a complete falsehood. Um, we all know lots of people who are in charge, but they, you know, mm-hmm. they, they, they have no management skills. And, and beyond management skills, they have no leadership skills. And, and leadership is about getting people to rally around an idea and using their talents and their skills and their own, um, you know, understanding and knowledge to help you achieve your goal. And as a leader, your job is to keep them motivated and to keep them all moving in the same direction. Right. Uh, it, it is not to dictate to them or tell them how to do their job. It's, uh, it's really to sort of create a vision and then provide the infrastructure to achieve those goals and uh it, it's not about being in charge it is um sometimes it's making sure that you know coffee and donuts show up because your team's exhausted and your job is not to whip them harder or, or give them a you know a, a new Rockney speech to keep them motivated sometimes it's just about showing that you care and being there for them and and making them feel like you know this person is my leader but this person cares about me and this person's going to do what is necessary to make me successful as an individual, and I think that's what everyone wants. No one, no one wants to just have a job. They want to work with a group of people that they feel like, if I'm here every day and I'm spending more time with you than I am at my home, do I want to be with these people? Right. right? And so I think that's what keeps people motivated. And you know, some of the happiest people in the world are not the most successful people in the world, right? These are mm-hmm. it, success and happiness are not necessarily intertwined if you do what you love and you're passionate about it and you work with people that you enjoy working with, I mean, you can create happiness in that way,
0: right? It's, it's your own definition of success.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And,
0: and, and you know, the drive that, that's, that you have, like, like I'm over here thinking, does he sleep? (laughs) I've said that to you before, but you know, it's, it's who you are. It's your DNA. It's, it's your happy place. You know, and so if there's somebody trying to say, I want to be like a, a Joel Griffin, but they're really this mellow, you know, um, just a different style, you know, it might, it might be that they need to go about it a different way. I don't know the answer to that, but we yeah, are all unique, you know, in that journey.
1: 100% agree with that. I don't think I've ever looked at someone and said, I want to be that person. Uh, and I would discourage anyone who, who looks at that um, you know, and says, I I want to be that person. I, right. I think that's a mistake because you're 100% correct. Everyone is different. Everyone has their own their own ideas and their own experiences that makes them that special person that they are. Mm-hmm. And uh, certainly, there are there are hundreds of of examples of people that I look to and I say those are qualities that I admire. Those are qualities that I want to emulate. But I I'll, could also equally say there are hundreds of people that I look at and say. I do not want to do that. I do right. not want to, to take on that behavior. So both of them are equal in value in terms of learning who you are and what what um, your leadership style is really.
0: Yeah, we learn a lot through adversity, I think. Yep. Yep. No no question. Well, we're, we're at that time to start to wind down. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you uh, the question. Do you have a favorite motto or saying that you can share with us?
1: Um, it, it is one that, uh, um, that I've learned from, from John Kennedy, and, and he's you know, borrowed it from others. But um, uh, the quote is essentially that anyone can make a difference, and everyone should try. And I, I really do believe that. I, I don't think that any contribution is too small, and I don't think anyone is ever in, in, in a position where um, their, their value to a team should be um, you know, overlooked. Um, every little bit that you can do to change your habits your leadership style your your understanding of your role in the community uh, that all adds up and those those raindrops have eventually become the flood that that affects change mm,
0: good good thank you thank you for that anything else you'd like to share
1: no i'm, I'm just grateful for this opportunity to to share my my little perspective of the world and i'm grateful to the chamber for for putting this together and and for getting the word out
0: okay well thank you for your time today joel and we'd like to thank our listeners for spending their time with us today as well Um, again this is the leader to leader podcast i'm your host susan spears and our guest today was joel griffin if you have not already subscribed to the chambers we are business podcast hey go ahead and do so then you'll know when new episodes are available And while you're at it, if you could jump over and give us a review so other listeners can find us easily, we'd be so appreciative. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.